Hey everybody, C-Note here and welcome to Dopamine, the show that is like a tiny house, effective if there's a toilet. Today on the show, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, some notes to my baby boy. <laughs> uh, it's going to be kind of an interesting uh, episode. Uh, I, I've just been thinking a lot about um, my son on the West Coast and how I haven't met him yet and still trying to figure out financial stuff. So as every day goes by, I'm thinking of ways to connect to him and things that I would tell him because part of the reason that I even created this podcast was to create uh, um, something that my younger self would need. And uh, not to say that my son would be just like me. I, you know, he could be a completely different person altogether. Um, but there are certainly some general guidelines, including the four agreements that I talked about that I would like to take a little bit of time to, I don't know, talk about and flesh out and uh, kind of think out loud about. I'm really just winging this. So, um, and I've been thinking about just kind of making this intro a little bit longer and kind of playing with just talking a little bit. Like the whole tiny houses thing was pretty fun. Uh, I, I kind of over the weekend got into this obsessive phase of watching tiny houses on Hulu. It was on HTV, HGTV, but it was through Hulu and there's um tiny house hunters and they're like short episodes. They're like 25 minutes. And like, it's, it's amazing to watch every episode and you see the people go like, Oh my God, this is small. <laughs> like almost every episode <laughs> as if the word tiny didn't actually mean anything. Uh, there's just some really, really funny tropes. Like sometimes you find that the guy, uh, if, if it's a couple, you'll find that the guy will go into almost like super minimalism mode and like, they like just want to live in their t-shirt. They're like, let's just get rid of everything. Let's be as minimal as possible. They're like, let's get a compost toilet. The wife is just like, no. <laughs> and, uh, the dude is just like, this is too much space. And, and it's like a hundred square feet. <laughs> it's like so funny. Um, it, it is pretty ridiculous. And, and, you know, sometimes you'll get families of four or six. There was a family of six trying to find a tiny house. I don't know how they do it. I can't stand to be around myself for that long. So I don't, I couldn't imagine living in a tiny space with five other people like that. I lived in a pretty decent house with a bunch of other people and I didn't like it. So <laughs> that was a bit of a, a bit of a stretch. But uh, speaking of which, yeah, that's the situation I left and that's the situation my son is currently in. So uh, let's leave some notes for him. Let's talk about what we can, uh, we, we can leave baby boy to pick up as maybe he'll listen to these episodes in the future and learn some things. So uh, let's do that. Let's hit the button and, and do some things. Drums, please. All right, welcome to the show. Um, I think I'm going to be changing things up just a little bit. I think because Anchor is still a probably the primary source aside from iTunes that people will find this podcast. I'm going to go back into the old school ways of anchor and try to play with doing shorter segments, meaning five to 10 minute segments on a specific portion of a topic. And it'll kind of give me time to like press pause and think about the next thing I want to say, and maybe break things up into segments. You know, like if I do like a top 10 list or a top five list or, or things like this, where I'm going to be talking about, um, you know, notes to my baby boy. Um, you know, I can just kind of like work through a single thought, press pause, and then go through the next one. So that's just kind of like a programming update that I'm going to be playing with and we'll see how it goes. I figure people on Anchor are still searching for things. And if I create more SEO by having different segments named different things, that'll, that'll help uh, with the uh, uh, exposure for the show. But anyway, this first segment here about notes to my baby boy. Um, I think the number one thing that I would like to teach you is to be kind to people, no matter what. I, I think that is an important thing to consider in business, in life, um, in relationships, anything that you get involved in, in your life, you know, be nice to your mom, be nice to your grandmother, like everyone that's involved in your life, 
they're doing the best that they can. Everyone's doing the best that they can. And you should certainly do the best that you can uh, and do the best that you can to understand other people's predicaments and don't make your kindness predicated on someone else's kindness, meaning just be nice. It doesn't matter if someone else is nice back to you. Sometimes you can kill people with kindness. I mean, not literally, but you know, sometimes it can be a, a really strong source of ammo to be able to continue to be strong and to be nice uh, to someone if they're being a jerk to you. Now that's going to be different than standing up for yourself. Uh, I would want you to still be able to stand up for yourself if someone's trying to be a bully to you or being difficult to you, but that doesn't mean that you have permission to stoop to their level. It's going to be complicated. It's going to take some trial and error to figure that out. I had some difficulties when I was in middle school and high school where, you know, I was the, the, target of bullies and they never got to me directly because I just never tolerated it. You know, the reason that bullies enjoy it so much is because they get a reaction. And if they can get nothing out of you, if you're not going to react to it, or if you're not going to have it affect you negatively, then they have no reason to continue to do it. So that's what I mean by being nice to people. And then also think about it in terms of like when you're out at restaurants um, and you are, uh, uh, being served by a waiter who maybe the food is taking too long or, you know, take a look around the room. Is it busy? If it's really busy and the waitress is struggling or the waiter is struggling, you know, have a little bit of empathy for their situation. Like put yourself in their shoes. Imagine you are the waiter and you're dealing with all of this stress and you're trying to get the food out and you can see that they're apologizing. They're not being mean about it. They're being nice. You know, recognize when someone's being nice and they're doing their best. I think that's important. If someone's being a blatant jerk, they're being difficult or they're not being friendly in any kind of way, then sure, maybe you can say something. But for the most part, uh, you know, don't expect your kindness. You know, your kindness doesn't depend on someone else's kindness is, is really the, the core thing that I want to share with you. Um, you know, being, being nice to people is what is going to get you through so many situations in life. And especially, I don't know what the world is going to be like when you're older in like 10 to 20 years, but you know, it's going to be a different, it's already a place where, you know, this is 2018. This is a time when democracy in the world is becoming more um, actual. Like there are more people in the world that are suffering from being bad people. Like they had to be bad people in order to make more money or to take shortcuts or undercut people or to be, um, you know, sexist or anything like that and be, be mean to people. And that is starting to catch up to them. And I imagine uh, that the world is going to continue that way. And honestly, it is both a smart business and professional personal decision to be a good person, but understand that whether you believe in karma or God or whatever spiritual thing that you believe in, or if you don't believe in anything, which is totally fine, by the way, and we'll talk about that soon. I would want you to think about that. Um, I lost my train of thought <laughs> that happens to me all the time, by the way. Um, I, I, I would, I would want you to just consider other people's perspectives and to consider that that karma or whatever it is will eventually catch up to you. It'll like, if you're a bad person or if you're mean to people, or if you try to undercut people, or if you're doing something just for money and having to be, you know, to, to push someone aside or to step on someone metaphorically, of course, then that's going to catch up one way or another. People find things out. That means if you're, if you're being, if you're lying to someone, you know, it could be as simple as like lying to your mother about something simple. She'll find a way. She always finds a way. She's smart like that. <laughs> you know, don't give, give her more credit than that. Um, and I know that, I know that when I was younger, I thought I was the smartest person in the world. And I still think I'm pretty smart sometimes, but that's just not the case. You know, having some sort of humility and understanding that you're a person that, uh, that, that has faults that sometimes you might not be nice in a situation where you should, you know, give yourself some, some freedom and some room to be okay with all of that. Um, 
So I'm going to think about what to talk about next, because that's a pretty big one. You know, be nice to people, hold doors when you can, you know, don't expect someone to have to do something for you. I had a friend that she would always get really upset when someone wouldn't say thank you to her, when they wouldn't hold the door, when they didn't, wouldn't do things for her. And frankly, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what response you get from someone. Just be good to people and, you know, all of the good juju <laughs> will come to you in in life as a result of that. So uh, let's move on to the next topic, which I think I'm either going to talk about. I don't know. Let's click the button and let's find out. Uh, okay. So uh, I've decided to talk a little bit about religion because I, if, if you're anything like me, you're going to have some issues with it. If you're not like me and everything goes smoothly, there's nothing wrong with that either. Um, you know, some people go through life believing certain things. They'll fall into Buddhism or Muslim or uh, Christian or whatever. And um, frankly, because my name is Christian, I feel like if you have any sort of animosity towards me, you might not want to be that. <laughs> but I don't know. I just, I just think that's funny to me. Um, but honestly, when it comes to religion, you know, I'm the type of person that I'm not interested in imposing my values. So even if I was there every day and able to see you, I would not be concerned with trying to impose my values on you because my ego is not what this is about. Even this episode where I'm talking about trying to like give you notes and things to think about, I'm not trying to tell you how to think. I would want you to take some notes and listen to people and gain information from the world and the people around you and be able to utilize that in the ways that make sense to you because you're a person. You're, 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 you are, you, you are your unique person. That is a, that is a tongue twister. Um, and you are someone that is going to grow up to be you. You're not going to be like me. You might have some things that you might look like me in some way, or you might have certain behaviors that remind people of me, but you're still going to be your own person. And that means you're going to make your own decisions in life. And that involves religion as well. So, you know, the only things that I would consider, you know, I would consider certain aspects of religion, meaning if you're going to go down a religious path to, to remain skeptical, meaning to continue to ask questions and don't just take everything at face value. Uh, certainly there are, there's spirituality in the ethereal essence of it and your thinking of it and your feeling of the situation, but there's also going to be loads and loads of people in your life that are going to try to impose humanity onto you. And a lot of the times humanity taints the perception of religion. Humanity will, will kind of push you in a direction that will satiate what they want you to feel and what they want you to think. And I think what's going to be most important is to continue to be yourself, but within the framework of whatever it is that you want to be. You know, if you want to be within a community or if you want to be uh, on your own and if you want to be atheist or you want to be agnostic or you want to be Buddhist or you want to be whatever it is that you want to be, like, of course, I a thousand percent support whatever it is you would like to be in your life. But I would also and just encourage you to to continue to ask questions, even within the framework. And if something doesn't make sense, you know, you can always change your mind. You are not going to be smited. You are not going to be shunned out. And if anyone is going to shun you out from a human perspective, uh, like a church or a religion or or your family of any kind, uh, then they don't really care about you as much as they say they do. You know, people will support you if they actually love you and care about you. And that is, that's the whole deal, honestly, no matter what framework that's in, you know, whoever you are, if you turn out to be gay, if you're straight, if you want to be a woman, like if you want to be something different than you are, than you were born, then, you know, people around you should support that because this is part of who you are and this is what you want to be, um, you know, and Sometimes there are different responsibilities that come with being involved in a religious community or being involved in uh, being, even if you're an atheist and someone that doesn't believe something, it is not your right to impose onto others your feelings and your thoughts and your beliefs. You know, you can talk about things and you can conjure up your own perspective, but it is certainly not good to tear walls down uh, and certainly doesn't hurt to ask questions either. So there's like this middle ground of like, you're not trying to approach conversations with 
trying to be correct about religion in any kind of way. But it also shouldn't stop you from asking people questions and trying to gain perspective because people genuinely, honestly believe things. And there are good people that believe things and they're going to be bad people that believe things. And that's the, that's really the crux of it is like whether you're in Christianity or, or Muslim or Buddhism or I, or you're, I don't know, you want to be a Jew, <laughs> whatever it is that you want to do. Um, you know, you just have to understand that humanity is still a factor. There are good people, there are bad people. And some people use that religion as a, uh, as an excuse to be a bad person and to not be welcoming to people, to not be loving, to not be kind, which is an extension of the first one. The first uh, segment is to just be kind to people, be nice to people. doesn't matter where they're from. doesn't matter who they are, you know, always approach people with a kindness and innocence uh, as best as you can. I honestly feel like that's just, that's a universal truth that I've found to be the best way to live. Um, you'll find your own version of it because like, you know, I've had to take some time to find my own version of it because it kind of lives within a world of being kind of snarky still. You know, I have my own cynicism. I have like depression that I've dealt with, which I'll talk about in one of the segments also. And, um, you know, just, just all sorts of things when it comes to religion. So, um, what, however you approach it. And I guess I could share, you know, my approach to it is I'm not religious, but I do have some semblance of spirituality in, in, in appreciating the vastness and the chaotic nature of the universe. You know, I think about the stars exploding and everything interconnecting with one another. Uh, and like all of those things, from the dawn of time, from the big bang to all of that led to me existing here, which led to you existing. And, you know, you think about my parents and their parents and their parents and their parents, and then like primates and amoebas and cells and all these things that have built over time, over millennia, over millions of years to culminate in your existence. Like that's amazing. And just appreciating existence is, is my religion on its own. So I don't have to pray to anything. I don't have to worry about being smited about something. I have the freedom to do what I want to do, but I also have a certain code as a man to be a good person, to be kind, to love the people I'm with and to, um, to do the best that I can you know, and, and allow myself the freedom to leave a situation if I have to, uh, to move on because there's, there's no code. There's no, there's no marriage vow. There's no religious vow. There's no corporate vow. There's nothing that will bind you. As long as you continue to have freedom within the United States of America and anywhere in the world, uh, as a human being, you have the freedom to make the decisions that you want to make in life. That includes religion. That includes your financial decisions. That includes who you marry, how, for how long, um, and all of that stuff. That is all your choice and other people do not get to choose or Im impose their will on you. You know, you, you get to be your own person. So, um, let me, uh, I'm going to hit the button and think about what to say next because <laughs> we're just winging it. So, there are a million things that I can talk about and it's, it's really hard to pick a few that I find are some of the most important things um, to kind of reiterate with the be nice to people. It's, it's kind of like looking for this sense of humility and understanding that you can be anything you want, but you are also not better than other people. <laughs> it's kind of hard to find that balance and it comes with growth and maturity and, and, and whatnot. It certainly takes time to figure that out because you're going to kind of, you might go through situations in life where you feel like you're being stepped on or someone's trying to take advantage of you, or you feel like you're better than someone because like you might find them stupid or you might think they don't agree with you or they're just in your way. Um, you know, you, you you might butt heads with your mom. You might butt heads with other aspects of other family members. Uh, I don't know if you'll get a stepdad at some point. I don't know if he'll be good to you. And that could be some difficulty. I totally understand that there are going to be some challenges when it comes to being a nice person, to being humble and to be, um, to be just be okay with being you. You know, I think people go through life with this challenge, especially as you approach like your teenage years or your twenties, you start to go through this challenge of feeling like 
you have to find a purpose, that you have to be something that's bigger than you, that's bigger than the universe, that's bigger than humanity, that's bigger than your family or bigger than life. Um, and I, I don't know if that's going to be the case for you. Some people feel that way. Some people don't. I think a lot of people go through some semblance of that. For me, it was pretty grandiose. Uh, I, I've gone through a lot of situations and I still go through difficulty where I feel like I need to be bigger than I am. But staying grounded and staying humble in the idea of like, I'm a human being. I'm doing the best I can every single day. And that's enough and feeling like, like that's enough, but still being able, able to push yourself a little bit every day. You know, I, th I think the challenge there is, is, is good, but the, the challenge there is finding this, finding, finding that you can be okay with being who you are and not always searching for the next thing. I, <clears throat> especially in your twenties, you're going to get pressure. You're going to get pressure from family. You're going to get pressure from anyone around you to, to do certain things in a certain order, to get a job, to get married, to go do this, to go do that. And frankly, I, I think it's all, it, it clouds our judgment. You know, we want to do things because people expect things of us. And that transition from being a dependent human being into an independent human being is really hard. It's really difficult. But understand that if you're in your teens or your 20s, you've got a lot of time. You've got time to figure things out. You've got time to mess up. You've got time to try things out. You don't have to commit yourself to anything at too young. I certainly would not expect you to get married at a certain age and go get a house at a certain age or get a job or do a certain thing. Um, your mom might. Your mom's kind of in that realm. She's the kind of person that will... Um, want you to be a little bit more traditional in her sense, but I think she will do the best that she can to support you. I, I'm sure she'll show love and compassion and, and show some patience, but she'll throw it in there every once in a while. Um, but don't let it get to you. You know, it's, it's going to be your path. It's going to be your life. You need to figure it out for you and don't feel like you need to have it figured out, figured out today. There are certainly things that, you know, today I know things about like graphic design and video and all the work that I do. And I've been doing podcasting for a few years that now I feel like I know what I'm doing. And, but at the time I didn't know what I was doing, but I just did it anyway. And I just started and I just figured it out. And I can't tell you the specific moment where I was just like, you know what? I know how to do this now. There, there really isn't. It's all a transition. It's a long-term thing. So just figure it out, figure out little bits of what you enjoy and start to play with stuff, play with ideas that are, that are around the, the realm of that and how this all ties into being nice and being humble is just like, just, just, I think people get lost in this idea that they need to be something major right out the gate. And that's just not possible. You know, senior, if you're going for like a job situation, uh, finding a senior job is not something you're going to happen right away. It's going to happen right away. You're going to be in business for seven to eight years. Like you have to go through the trenches. You have to go through the work, the ropes and um, put in the work. And frankly, you know, if you're spending all of your time focused on getting to that end goal, you're going to miss everything that's happening today. And I'm lucky in the sense that I feel like I had a natural inclination for that. I had a natural inclination for enjoying the present, enjoying today, and not worrying too much about the next few months or whatever. I won't even think about three months from now, honestly. I will maybe plan a little bit of head, but for the most part, I'm not worried too much about doing things that um, that that require long-term thought. I'm not thinking I need to have this by two years from now. I'm not thinking I need to have this for, by a year from now. I'm just trying to think of like, what can I accomplish today to move the needle a little bit and feel good about it? You know, focus on one thing a day. Honestly, uh, if you're anything like me, you're going to focus on a lot of stuff. <laughs> I get very, um, I get very focused on all sorts of grandiose things. I play with a lot of ideas. I've had a lot of business ideas. I've, I've, I've tinkered with stuff a lot. And it's taken me a long time to pare things down into something that's a little bit easier and understandable. But that tinkering is a lot of fun. You play with different ideas. You learn skills that way. And really just focus on trying to build skills and building something that will, that is centered around things that you enjoy. If you enjoy video games, like, I don't know, start streaming on YouTube or something, if it's still around by the time you're older um, and all of that stuff. So, 
you know, don't worry again, like a theme here is like, don't worry about what other people want you to do. Certainly take their opinions into account, but it doesn't mean you have to follow what they want. You know, you have to make the decision for yourself. Uh, don't feel pressured to have something figured out by a certain amount of time and just, you know, go screw up, go make mistakes, go have fun. You know, don't do anything that's life threatening, but go have fun, go enjoy yourself, go learn things, go play, go meet people, go talk to people, go have girlfriends or boyfriends or whatever you're into and um, just figure life out that way. You know, live by doing. That's the way I like to, to do it. So um, I think next um, I'll talk a little bit about like my depression and, you know, hopefully it's something you don't have to deal with, but I can tell you a little bit about what I've dealt with. Listen to the 48 Hours Podcast for shocking murder cases and compelling real-life dramas from one of television's most watched true crime shows. Go behind the scenes of each episode with award-winning CBS News correspondents and producers in Postmortem, a weekly deep dive. Listen to 48 Hours wherever you get your podcasts. Inspired by the life of the savvy and ambitious Colombian businesswoman Griselda Blanco comes a new Netflix original limited series. Griselda tells the story of a devoted mother who, with her lethal blend of charm and relentless savagery, creates one of the most powerful cartels in history. Witness Sofia Vergara's captivating transformation into the godmother of the underworld. Griselda, now streaming only on Netflix. Actually quick change of plans before I go into my depression stuff to tell you about. I want to talk to you about money, um, money mindset and money management kind of just some basic tips that I've been learning that I kind of learned a little bit too late in life that has set me on a path of basically trying to scramble and fix things so that I can move forward. Uh, I, the number one stress that a lot of my generation has been dealing with is student loan debt and putting ourselves in debt for, physical things or experiences or, you know, not thinking too much about retirement, thinking about the future, things like that. Um, I can't really help you with certain aspects of legal things because I don't know what's going to be around in 10 to 20 years, whenever you might or might not hear this. But for the most part, uh, there are a couple little guidelines to think about. Um, for me, when it comes to money mindset, um, I've had issues with money mindset because, you know, my parents were kind of poor when I was younger and didn't, I didn't get a lot of what I wanted, which was fine. Um, I had to work for it. I certainly started working when I was like 12 years old. I was doing a paper route and uh, developed the work ethic that way. But um, I did not know where to put my money because my parents were not the best at money management. We went out to eat all the time when we couldn't afford it. We certainly had an apart apartment that was too expensive for what my parents could afford. Um, and you know, as soon as they got money, they would spend it right away. And they kind of still do that. Sometimes they're going on vacations a lot and they work and they deserve it. And they totally earned it. That's totally fine. That's fine. But I don't think they're going to retire either. So they haven't planned that far ahead. They, they just kind of are going day to day, week to week. Um, and some of the things to consider um, that basically I wish that I would have done or that I would have told myself when I was younger about money is um, a, a few key things. Number one, to pay yourself first, meaning whenever you get a paycheck, whenever you get any kind of money to take 10% of it and put it into savings before you do anything else, before you pay bills, before you pay whatever, take 10%. If you make a hundred dollars, put $10 away before you do anything else. And if you can do it automatically, meaning if you're getting a paycheck and it's being put into your bank for any reason, um, to see if you can set it up with your, to have it be done automatically or just have it automatic in your brain. Like when you get your check on that Friday to put that 10% away right away, don't do anything else. That's the first thing you do. Um, second thing you do is that if you have any kind of, um, stocks or any kind of, uh, investments to put that next another five to 10% in there, um, to think about that. 
Uh, I've used services through apps and stuff, but 10 to 20 years from now, I don't know what's going to be the thing. So, but if there's a possibility to work through an app, I've used Betterment in the past or, um, you know, for those listening currently, I've used Betterment and uh, Acorns is a great way to just kind of put some money aside for investment every time you get money. Um, Another thing to consider is the amount of money you're using towards rent. And uh, certainly I think the rule is like 40, 35 to 40% of your paycheck or whatever you make a month should be what goes towards rent. And, um, at most, and, and I certainly agree with that. Um, you know, do what you can, but try to keep your expenses low, learn how to cook, <laughs> you know, that'll save you a ton of money. Uh, don't eat out so much and try not to eat fast food. It's real bad for you. Um, and just, you know, be good to your body and take care of yourself because uh, it'll require less money and require less maintenance. If you can walk places, walk places. If you can save money wherever, you know, certainly do that. Um, a lot of people shy away from buying a car brand new. If the new car's value is going to exceed the value of previous models, then maybe you can get something new. But, you know, I there's nothing wrong with getting a used car, especially these days. By the time you know how to drive, like, used cars are going to last you a very long time. So don't worry about getting something shiny and new versus used. And certainly you can get a used car that looks new or, and, and all of that stuff. Um, another thing is take care of your things, you know, take care of your stuff. Um, take care of that car, take care of your belongings, know where things are. Don't lose stuff. You, if you lose things, you have to pay for it and buy new ones. Um, you know, don't, and, um, you know, take care of your apartment, take care of your, your room, take care of your stuff because replacing things costs money. And that's just a waste. Um, the next thing is to, I already said, take care of your stuff, but, um, uh, what else can I think of? Um, good, I don't know. Good money habits basically are just try not to waste money on fees you know, if you can avoid overdraft fees or bank fees or um, having to pay surcharges for things, certainly there are convenience fees that are fine. You know, if you want to avoid getting into line or, or, you know, especially when you're younger, you know, your time is going to be a bit of your currency too, because you're not going to be able to exchange a lot of your skills that you haven't developed yet for money. So understand that your time is also valuable and to take care of that as well and your energy level. So if you're dealing with any kind of mental illness or any kind of trouble in that regard to make sure to take care of your energy, I don't know if you're going to end up being an introvert or an extrovert, but certainly take time to do the opposite. If you're going to be an introvert, then take time to go out into the world and be an extrovert and learn as a person. And if you're an extrovert to learn how to be a little bit more introverted. Um, so, um, other good opportunities for growth. Yeah. Take care of your stuff, man. Like that's a big one. <laughs> that's a big one. Take care of your stuff because it's a smart, practical decision, right? It's like, if you have to fix things, then you're going to have to pay for more stuff. Um, credit cards are a big thing. Um, credit cards are dangerous. I would I would start really slow with credit cards. I think you're lucky in the fact that your mom is really good with credit cards. She is, um, she is going to be someone that will be pretty good at teaching you some of these financial things. Um, she's got it fairly under control, especially when it comes to like paying off loans and debts and credits and stuff. Um, but take it slow. You know, it's important to build your credit slowly over time because you're probably going to need it to buy a house or to buy things. Um, but you don't need a lot of money and certainly don't use money that you don't have. You know, credit is just an exchange. So if you're, um, you're using credit to gain the perks of something and then being able to pay it right away. So don't use credit if you can't pay for it right away. Um, that's a problem that I've had. And then another thing is like student loans. I don't know what the student loan market's going to look like or college is going to look like in 10 to 20 years, but uh, I certainly feel like with the age of YouTube and there's so many online learning tools and so many different ways to learn things that college or traditional college is not a given or not a standard. You don't have to go in that direction um, and you might get pressure to go in that direction, but understand the money aspect of it. You're going to incur debts. You're going to pay thousands of dollars for the next however many years, whether or not you get a job. So again, that kind of falls into the space of like, 
don't borrow money if you don't have it, you know, if you don't, if you're not able to, to pay it back. Um, that's all I can think of for now. I feel like I had another good one and I lost it, but money mindset, I I've done episodes on the show about money mindset. So you can certainly go back and, and take a look at those episodes. Um, so I've got two more segments in mind and, and let's, yeah, let's go into those. Uh, and, and, and real quick before we move on to the next topic is like, think about your humility in the sense of, of anytime you would think you're hot shit, then you're not going to learn anything. Right. So don't be afraid to continue to learn stuff, especially if you're done high school, you're done college, you're done, whatever, like you're still a person and learning how to learn on your own is an amazing skill. Never stop learning. That is a huge, huge deal that will allow you to continue to move forward in life and feel like you're doing the next thing and continuing to, to play with new ideas. Um, you know, the second you feel like you've plateaued and you're not learning anything, like what's the point of continuing to be a person, you know? So, uh, part of practicing humility is being willing to continue to learn and not feel like you're better than anyone else because you feel like you know everything, you know? Um, but this is kind of transitioning into me talking a little bit about my mental health. Um, I've had some issues in my life. It's affected my relationship with your mother. It's affected my relationships in my past. It's affected the way that I do business. It's the way that I commute, affected how I communicate with people, um, uh, my relationship with my parents, all sorts of things. Um, my mental health has been a struggle for me. And hopefully this is something that you don't have to deal with in life. Hopefully you don't have to deal with any kind of cyclothymia or bipolar disorder or depression or ADHD or any of the things that I've had to deal with. Um, that would be incredibly amazing. And honestly, if I could wish for anything in life, it would be that. Um, and I, cause I, I don't wish, I don't wish depression of any kind upon my worst enemy. And Having to deal with this since I was like 10 years old has been a major struggle. It's made me feel like an outcast since I was a kid. And if this is something that you've been dealing with, feeling like an outcast or dealing with depression, um, understand that, A, there are like 200 episodes up to this point. So there's probably a lot more <laughs> by the time you're able to listen to these. Um, and hopefully some of this will be able to help you. Um, but to you know seek help from a professional don't be afraid to talk to people. Don't be afraid to express your emotions, especially as a young man. You'll be someone that is probably encouraged by other men to not show your emotions, to be tough, to be gruff, to not cry, to not be real, to not be honest, to not be open. And all of that is horseshit. You know, being a grown man is about being yourself and being who you are and being honest about your emotions and being compassionate and being loving and being caring and being a, a strong person. And what other people think of that is, is their business. That is their deal. And, uh, it does not affect you. So that is the first thing that I would hope that you could come to terms with is just being unabashedly yourself. Um, because I, I've, it's taken me a long time to learn that it's taken me a long time to be open about my depression and realize that I can take control of, the, my environment and change things and make adjustments. You know, when I would go to workplaces, like I wouldn't mention anything about my depression, but then I would go through a depressive bout and it would just look like I'm being lazy. And that's not at all true. So learning more about your depression, who you are, what you're going through can help you to qualify it to people in a way, you know, to talk to people and say like, this is who I am. This is what I deal with. This is my honest self, take it or leave it. Um, that's going to be important when you're looking for a partner in, later in life uh, to look for someone who's going to love and respect you wholeheartedly for who you are and be there for you and not place expectations upon you um, that live outside of the scope of your reality and what you can do and what you want to do. Um, for me, that's been a, a massive struggle to to just learn, but to then to be honest about, and then I've had to make some major life changes. Once I started to really learn how much people in my life started to love and respect me. I grew up in Philadelphia. You were born in San Diego. I, I grew up in Philadelphia where I had a lot of social issues a little bit later in my, in my late teens and early twenties. And I felt like I had to leave and try a new life. And um, you know, sometimes that's the answer. Other times it's talking to people and trying to 
get them to understand, but certainly set your own values and create your own code for understanding who it is that you are and setting the proper boundaries. You know, there are certain things that people will do that will show you how much they do or do not respect you as a person. People can say that they love you all they want, but if they don't act it out, if they don't, they don't portray what they're saying, then that's just not what they are. You know, it's, it's kind of cut and dry. And sometimes that's sad. Sometimes that's real. That's sometimes that's a harsh reality to wake up one day and realize that the person or people in your life that you thought were, you were dependent on or people that were um, you thought were there for you are, you know, they don't fully understand. They don't fully get it. um, They don't respect it. And they expect things of you that go beyond what you're, you're capable of. So, you know, don't feel lesser of a person because people don't get you um, and don't necessarily accept people in your life who are trying to uh, tell you to get over it because you deserve better than that. Anyone does, but you know, being a bit biased, you certainly deserve better than that. So, and it doesn't matter who it is. Um, you know, take the time to adjust your environment. If you're able to identify what your triggers are, if you're having, um, mood changes or anything like that, uh, take time to think about, write down, you know, what is affecting your mood? Is it loud noises? Is it smells? Is it, um, is it chaos in your, in your environment? Is it, uh, control? Is it, um, any kind of uh, difficulty when it comes to school or relationships. I don't know what it is, but you know, take trigger, take, take a note of any kind of triggers. And again, don't be afraid to learn, you know, do research on what it is that you feel like you're going through. Um, Go to the library. If those still exist or search on Google, if that still exists, which it should. Um, (laughs) And, you know, try to figure out um, what it is that you're going through. So, um, yeah, my, my brand of mental illness is cyclothymia. It is a mood disorder. It is something that I might also have ADHD, but I'm not really sure. Um, it is, it affects my moods. Um, and some of my triggers are loud noises, really loud, abrupt noises, uh, loud, crowded spaces. I don't like enclosed spaces. I don't like open spaces. <laughs> um, you know, sometimes messy, chaotic, uh, areas can do that to me a little bit too. Uh, feelings of anyone trying to impose control can certainly do that to me. Uh, bad smells, um, lots of things. I've even had times where I've gone to the gym and instead of getting a runner's high, I get like a runner's low and it changes my mental chemistry. So, um, you know, that's something to consider too, uh, when you're thinking about your mental health. So hopefully it's something that you don't have to deal with in terms of mental illness, but even if you're not dealing with any kind of mental illness, it's important to take care of your mental health. You know, there's nothing wrong with getting a therapist. There's nothing wrong with connecting with someone that will nurture your intelligence and your creativity and who you are as a person. You know, that's why I say to continue to learn, continue to, to exercise your mind and your body and take care of yourself, eat well, because it's all in service of, of satiating your mental health and making sure that you're okay and don't fall into negative spirals. Um, so I think that covers the mental health aspect. And then, um, we're going to do one more segment. There's again, I keep thinking of a million things I would like to say, but, um, we're going to, we're going to, yeah, let's just go into the last one. Okay. So, um, last, last for now, maybe I'll do other episodes like this in the future. But, um, last thing I can think of for now is to talk a little bit about what I think of your mother. Uh, I think it's important. Um, you know, I was married to her. I, I did, I was with her for seven years. We were married for two years. Um, she was very important to me is very important to me. She's someone that I will love and cherish and for the rest of my life, uh, in some shape or form. And I, love that she is your mother. I love that she is going to be uh, the person that's going to be there for your, for you. She will lay down on a wire for you. And I fully believe that. And I think she will do everything that she can to be there for you. She will listen to you. She will try to guide you in the right direction and she will defend you. She will support you. She will try to teach you as many of her values as she can. And, um, and, 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 you know, I love her for that. She's a really great person. And just because we separated and we're no longer together and I had to go my own path, um, doesn't mean I love her any less. And it doesn't mean I love you any less. Um, 
you know, I, I, the challenge that I face in talking about this is that there were very real things that I had to, to, to move away from. And maybe you've experienced some of it. Maybe you haven't, you know, and, and I don't want to, the, the tricky part is like, I don't want to say anything mean or bad about your mother. That's not the point. Like it's when you're in a relationship and this is going to be kind of a, a bit of a bit of a relationship advice thing. So we're sit down on the couch. We're having a talk, <laughs> um, but uh, this is like one of those things where a lot of people have trouble in relationships when they expect the two separate people to be two halves of a, of a relationship. And the best thing that I've found is to find a way to think about relationships as two people plus the third entity that is the relationship. And between your mother and I, the thing that didn't work was the third relationship. Um, there were expectations that I couldn't meet. There were uh, certain elements of subliminal kind of control elements that were going on that I don't want to go into great detail, but there were some things going on that at least from my perspective, there was that semblance of that. And um, it just wasn't jiving with, with my sensibilities and where I wanted to go in life um, mixed with my mental health and being able to take care of myself and nurture myself was important. If I wasn't able to have that room and that freedom, I literally would not have survived. So it's really hard to explain that. And I know it's hard to accept and understand that point being is that despite the third aspect, that relationship not working. Like I still love everything that your mother is. I love that. She's fun. She's irreverent. She's got a great smile. She's a beautiful woman. She's, she's a great cook. She's so lovely. She's, she's really nice to nearly everyone she meets, but she won't back down if someone's being mean to her either. Um, you know, she is, uh, she takes care of her family. She rises through the ranks at her work really easily. She will, take care of everything she needs to, and she'll, she'll do it. She's not worried about, um, she'll, she'll work, she works hard and she plays hard, you know, and that's what I love and appreciate and respect about her. And hopefully she instills that in you too. You know, there's terrible noises outside. <laughs> um, you know, hopefully she teaches you that too and lets you kind of relax and let loose and, and have a good time and not worry about doing anything too strictly or, whatever, you know, hopefully you enjoy doing the same thing she does, you know, going to the beach and or going to Disneyland or going to SeaWorld and enjoying Southern California. Cause you're lucky that you're growing up in Southern California, um, and, and doing all that stuff. So, um, you know, and I'm sure she'll find someone that will be good for you too. Hopefully I'm hoping that she will find someone that will take care of you as much as that she would like to. Um, and, uh, yeah. I mean, I can't say enough about how great your mom is. She's a good person and uh, I love and respect her amazingly. You know, we were going through some child support stuff and understandably she was very upset at the divorce. Um, we were both were, and you know, no one's happy about that. Um, but, uh, we eventually came to this. We're eventually kind of coming into this, understanding that this is the way that life is going now. And, you know, we struggled with trying to figure out uh, child support and I still haven't figured out visitation yet. So I haven't met you yet as of this recording. And, um, you know, that, that's a challenge for me. Um, but we're trying to figure this stuff out. You know, I love and respect her, like I said, a million times. And I, continue to wish her the, for the best and I'm going to support as best as I can while still living my own life and doing my own thing. You know, I've, I'm, I'm on the East coast. I'm trying to build a business. I am trying to keep myself afloat and alive and, um, you know, learning how to be the best person that I can because I'm not perfect by any means. Um, nobody is everyone's going to have their flaws. Everyone's going to have their things that they're going to have to work through. So I was not the best husband, uh, all the time. You know, we had good moments, you know, and I think it's important to share that like your mom and I had good times, you know, we spent seven years together and you don't spend that long together without having good times. And I cherish those good memories. Uh, I love all the good things that we have. And 
you are a celebration of that relationship. You know, that relationship came to an end, but you are this wonderful, positive, like fruit that came out of it. So um, I don't mean to call you fruit. That's probably insulting, <laughs> but um, you know what I mean? You know, you're, you're, you're a nice, uh, you're a nice bonus that came out of everything. So um, yeah, that's about it. I'm going to wrap that there. Uh, I just, you know, this is probably gonna be the first of many episodes that I can think of to do like notes to you and notes to baby boy. But, um, you know, I think it's important for me. It's a cathartic thing. It's a therapeutic thing. Um, more noises. Ah, stop it. Cause <laughs> weird things. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully I'm still doing this podcast by the time you can start listening to this or even care. I don't know. You might not be, it might not be until you're like 30, when you want to hear all this stuff <laughs> and you know, but it's fine. You know, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to go through life. You're going to meet people. You're going to learn things. You might hate me at some point. Um, hopefully that changes. Um, uh, or hopefully you might come to me. I don't know. Uh, I just want to, I want you to know that I'm here, that I'm accessible, that um, I'm thinking about you all the time. And I'm hoping that there is, anything that I can continue to do in life to, you know, nurture your growth because, you know, you're your own person, but you're also an extension of me. Haha, <laughs> sucker. <laughs> so you're stuck with me. Uh, that's exciting. Okay. Well, that's it. I'm going to wrap it up. I hope you guys, for those of you listening to the podcast that are not my son, um, I hope, I hope you enjoyed this. This is a little bit of a weird episode. I was just trying something a little bit different, but um, if you enjoyed this, you know, hit me up with a voice, a voice message on anchor or hit me up at let's go see notes on all my social channels. Um, I just put out an, an album. So if you go to c note.bandcamp.com, you can check out the album I just put out or uh, go to cnote.media to check out other stuff. And also if you go to dopamine.life, you can support the podcast uh, through a, or $10 monthly donation to keep this show going. So uh, I got a great laundry. So I'm going to wrap this up. I hope you guys are good. Take care of yourselves and each other and baby boy. I'll talk to you next time. Peace. Hey, you beautiful human. Thanks for listening to dopamine and providing your support for this show. I really, really appreciate it. If you really love this show, leave a review on iTunes and Stitcher to show some love for the podcast. You can also check out cnote.media to check out my work and my courses. But um, with that, we'll catch you next time. See you guys later.